Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We did everything but score, and that includes our power play sucked and our goal scoring sucked. Everything else was great. Great. Our physicality was great. Our commitment was great. Our uh, chances, um, we have out chance in them. Everything was great except we didn't score goals, and uh, we've taken a step in the right direction. Um, we believe, uh, you know, we're, we're still pissed off, obviously, that we didn't win, um, but we're, we took a step in the right direction, not uh, not backwards tonight. Oh boy, uh, Mackie and Judd fill out uh, for the rest of the week at the. Barrett Sports Summit in Manhattan, which means that the reins have been left to Zolgad and executive producer slash co-host Declan Goff. That, of course, while Coach Dean Evason talking about his team's 5-1 to loss last night in which everything was great except the things that weren't great because certain things sucked. And we do want to break this down, but Declan, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can't say this often, mm-hmm. but I will say this for last night because I sat by you at the X. We were in the wrong building last night. We were. We were in the wrong building because you know who won last night? You know who took it to the Golden State Warriors? Hold on a second. I'm going to get it. The flag is out. Let the flag fly. We weren't there, but who cares? Minnesota Timberwolves. Give me a hoo! That's right. The Timberwolves minus, minus Ant and and. Golden State was without um, Iguodala. It w- they were without Draymond. They were without Clay. I don't care. They had Steph. Wolves win. Very impressive. Congratulations. Cat, 39 points. Finchie, why didn't you leave him in to get 40? Come on, Finchie. Finchie, I love you. You're my age. We're like kindred spirits, but why didn't you? E Sports Dad would have let him get 40. Sports Dad, he was one short. You might as well have given him the Come chance. Come on, Finchie. Uh, but anyway, that that was the good news on the Minnesota sports scene last night. The bad news was the game that we saw that you just heard Dean Evison talk about, which was uh, the Wilds' fourth consecutive loss. Wow. What they've now dropped six of seven. They've lost back-to-back games to Calgary. They uh, played like crap on Saturday in Calgary. It was called an embarrassment. They did not play an embarrassing game last night, but they still lost convincingly, um, four to one basically because they did give up an empty net goal and. So, Dex, let's start with Dean, because Dean is, and I don't blame him, and I like Dean. I mean, Dean's done a really good job, okay? So so I'm not bashing Dean. It's his job to keep spirits up right now. 
Like it's his job. Because if he comes in and piles on again, at some point in time, that that bullet is gone, right? Yep. Like you can call it embarrassing the game on Saturday. He's exactly right. But at some point in time, if you're like, our scoring sucked and they, you know, bleep them. The players are going to be like, what? Like we played really well for a long time. But let's talk about it. One goal. And now Calgary is really good. But one goal, power play sucked. He's right. 0 for 4. And what he didn't say was the penalty kill sucked. Gave up two goals to Calgary on the power play on three chances. And I see this loss two ways. One is it's definitely in the spiral of what's a bad stretch. Like it just is. The second thing, though, Dex, and, and I'll also um, cite the Toronto loss last week. Now, Toronto, in my opinion, is not as good as the Flames, but that also had the feel of a playoff game. The last two games, the Flames are playing playoff hockey. Like, they're they're big, they're strong, they're fast. Um, they, they take away time and space. They're great with their sticks. So here's what concerns me. The more previews that we get of, of what playoff games and playoff teams are going to look like, the more I right now lose faith. And I don't want to panic because it could panic. change. But I do want to I do want to put it out there that when we are seeing what appear to be games that we are going to see in the spring, the wild ain't exactly stacking up right now. Is, is that a fair statement w- without it being pure panic? Yeah, it's it's tough because they don't look like they match up well with anyone. We were talking with our uh, hashtag friend of the show, Michael Russo, in the Biles of the XL Energy Center yesterday when we were walking to the press conference, and we said, is there any team that they match up with well right now? And we said, yeah, I guess maybe Nashville, but there's probably no path to you playing the Nashville Predators. So if they have to play Avalanche, they're going to have to deal with speed and size. If they play with Calgary, they're going to have to deal with speed and size. Um if they play with St. Louis, not necessarily speed, but physicality, and, and they just seem to be a little bit of your kryptonite. As this uh, losing streak, I think 7 of 10 in our first swoon season, which I didn't, I, I was looking for the swoon season about a month ago, Judd, and I said, I can't find it. I said, where's the, where's the swoon season on the schedule? Couldn't find it. Well, now we're in a swoon. And I think what you're seeing in this swoon is the Wild aren't as good as we maybe thought they were, but also... They're vulnerable. You've now seen, I think, where where they can get hit hard. And that's if a team has speed and physicality, they really get bogged down. And they take away their game. Uh, right now, I think the two biggest culprits that I've noticed offensively that have just really fallen off the table and have just been kind of handcuffed here, number one, Ryan Hartman. Ryan Hartman's been a mess. Uh, it, it's noticeable. Horrible turnover in, in the neutral zone at one point during the game. He's like a negative eight on the ice in the last 16, just one goal. Um, he's been bad. Joel Erickson Eck makes a living getting in greasy and dirty areas. But if you if you clog that up for him, I love Eck, but he can't he can't make an impact. If if you bog him down, you can't Joel Erickson Eck is not going to make an impact. He works his ass off and he's a pest and he can get under people's skin. And he has decent speed, but not elite speed, or even, and this is where he is a little bit flawed. He doesn't have this natural playmaking ability. That's not X game. That's never been X game. Um, so you have two of your main key cog centers and Ryan Hartman and Joel Erickson Eck, whose games have fallen off a cliff and have been taken away from you. And I love Kirill Kaprizov. Kaprizov put on a show yesterday and there was numerous moments where you noticed him. Fiala can do that. Boldy's had a little bit rougher last two games, 
but even he has playmaking ability, and I'm not necessarily concerned after even two kind of bad games from him against Calgary here from the rookie Matt Boldy, who only has 16, 17 games under his NHL career belt. My biggest culprits are the two centers in Hartman and Eck, and that your goaltending hasn't been good enough. Dino said he was he liked Cam was fine. I should say Cam was fine. But when you're in this losing skid and your offense goes silent, you do need your goaltending to steal you something. And they've yet to provide that. So those are the three things that I've noticed over this last 10 games that have really started to bite the wild in the butt. So some uh, statistical context here from the things that you just talked about. Talbot has um, has given up at least four goals in four consecutive starts. Mm-hmm. Last night, the Wild uh, cut the Flames lead to 2-1 to one on a beautiful Kaprizov setup to a falling Folino who hit the net. And I mean, Markstrom was phenomenal last yeah, it was, night. It was great. So it's 2-1 at that point. And and there was a there was a sloppy play then shortly thereafter in front of Talbot that the Flames scored to make it 3-1. to one. I am in no way saying that it was a save that was easy. I am in no way saying Talbot cost his team the game last night, but it was the definition of the type of point-blank save that you need your goaltender to make in a game like that, and he didn't. And and that's the question, and that's the issue of, because goaltenders and quarterbacks, I think we're finding, are the same in this sense. Well, it's not their fault. I mean, a sloppy play in front of Talbot. What's Talbot supposed to do? Well, he's supposed to stop the puck. But, I mean, come on, that's a tough save, Judd. You're right. But guess who, who made those saves last night? Jacob Markstrom. Yep. So so it's just like with Kirk. You know, it's not Kirk's fault. Well, actually, you need him to lift you. Um, As far as Hartman goes, this has gotten bad. Like, this is, this is not hashtag small sample size alert. Last 15 games for a guy who, before this, was red hot and was playing great. And, and deserved to be and was your number one center, Ryan Hartman. One goal, four assists, five points, minus nine, 26 pims. 26 pims, baby. So, like, he is he is scuffling. He is struggling. He, he right now looks like what I think at the beginning of the season we all probably thought, which is third-line guy, right? That's him. And, look, he's not paid well, so so – the expectation that Ryan Hartman is letting this team down, he is, but it's not like he is breaking the bank. He is on he is on a deal that he clearly knew. I should probably just sign this, right? Yeah. It's dirt cheap. So that being said, though, here's what concerns me. Because, again, I'm not panicked. It's more just uh, trying to sort through. Here's what concerns me. In watching Calgary especially and thinking about St. Louis, and the teams that you very well might play. Goaltending, for sure. For sure, concerns me. Um, I will continue to say this. It, it will not be fair at some point in March to say, God, Cam Talbot, I just don't don't know. Hey, Capo, come on down. Save us. That's not fair. Like, like the expectation of Capo didn't save us is unfair. We have no idea. He can play really well for stretches. He can play really well at times. But like if you're if you pull the parachute and pull out a capo and it's like capo <laughs> will lead us to the ground safely and you crash, that's a you problem, not a capo problem. Um center. You right now do unequivocally do not have a number one 
center. You do not. And and I think it's fair to say this, Dex, to expect Goudreau to continue to play the way that he's been playing is unfair. So, like, he's played really well of late. I mean, I think that that, that line has some fault, but, I mean, during the four-game Canadian trip, Declan, that line was outstanding, and, and Goudreau played fantastic. But if you go in into the playoffs and are like, we are going to ride Frederick Goudreau at center, good luck to you. Yeah. And and the third thing, and we disagree, but I think this crystallized in playing Calgary for sure. You do not have a bleep-kicking defenseman who can do what Calgary's defensive core can, can do. You've got some talent there, but they're mostly smaller guys. And it doesn't help. Goligoski's play has fallen off the map. But you don't have – and Dumba brings a physicality to the blue line, but he's not exactly a big guy. No. So, so, so here, but here's my, here's my ultimate point without completely pushing a panic button. I just pointed to three deficiencies that you don't have the ability to fix them all. So if you're Bill Guerin, do you, like, take a shot and try and fix one? Because it would be a shame to be, to be like, oh, screw it, because you've got a good team. And you're going to play better than this. But I think we have seen what hockey in the springtime is going to look like. And you're going to have to take your best shot at fixing one, maybe two. But you sure as hell aren't fixing three places of what are turning into, I think it's fair, I think it's fair to say, need, if not urgent need in some cases. I, I truly could not fathom. Bill Guerin not doing anything at the deadline. I understand that there's a risk and reward at play here, but what you've seen over these last 10 games, no matter what happened in the first three months, it's not what you've It's what you've done for me lately. And the wild have yet to show that they can, they're not losing games in, in ball breaking fashion, close games, bad call goes your way. A lot of wild fans think the refs are out to get them. And Dean even made a statement that I'm not going to comment on the refs tonight because they were, they were porous. Ref, bad refereeing happens in every damn sport, and if you can't figure out and good enough to be able to overcome it, that's on you. That's not on the referees, dudes. Uh, if you're Bill Guerin, you got to figure out something to do here. And I understand. you got a great prospect pool. There's a, there's a risk-reward of parting with someone, but the, the luxury you have right here of having one of the best prospect pools and cap space to inherit for the trade deadline, and buyouts that are going to be hindering you from doing anything over the next, not anything, but significant upgrades over the last next three years. If you sit by and you're idle here, you, you, are, you are being the thing that I despise the most, which is being complacent and being okay with being average. And I know, I, I understand that executives think they know everything. Bill Guerin's a smart dude. I really think he's a smart guy. He's a former player. He knows what it takes to win. He knew when his time was running out, how can I be a contributing player if I can't be an offensive player? He's been around Stanley Cup winning teams. So I, I do have faith that he's going to make the right move. But if he doesn't, if he just stands pat and we come to the to the trade deadline here in less than 19 days and no move is made, the Wild are going to be bouncing the first round. And all, all that good you did, all that all that hype you built up is for nothing. It's for nothing. So if if you're Bill Guerin and you can only address one of these things, at least go and try and do it. Because I, I will point. say, but 
I'll, I'll play devil's advocate against myself here. If they go and get Claude Giroux or they got Marc-Andre Fleury, they took some stab at something in the deadline, and, and you did lose in the first round, I would at least say you tried. You tried. And I, I understand if, if you don't make a move and you still lose in the first round, it's disappointing. It's equally as disappointing. But I will applaud the effort for trying. And that's what I want. And, and, and this is more of a Minnesota sports syndrome that I have, but I just want to see them try to make that significant move one time. All right. I give you one move. Okay. What position? Goaltender. What position? Goaltender. Okay. Goaltender. Um, the, the impact that and volatility of goaltending is, 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 is uh, way more important to me in the playoffs than adding a center. If I only get one, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the goaltending route. And by goaltending route, I, I hope that's Mark Andre Fleury. If it's, uh, as we like to say, some slappy, it's like if it's a Cam Talbot equivalent, I'd be disappointed. Yep. I, I'd well, be yeah. disappointed. Well, then, then why make then the why move? Then why make the move, right? Yeah. No, no. I am, I am, I love what you said, but just to be crystal clear about this, if you go make a move for the sake of a move, forget it. Don't do it then. Like if you don't, and, and I think that if, if Bill Guerin makes a move, he is going to, make one to upgrade his team immediately. But like, if you go out and get a middling player, Hey, this guy, we're going to plug him in, then just don't do it. So, so I'm with you completely, but it has to be what we consider an impact move. It can't be a move because, well, we got this guy and we got a good price. It can't be, it can't be just uh we made a move. It has to be a, we made a move and here's why. And I firmly believe that that is what Bill Guerin would do. Uh, but yeah, ma- yeah. if you're going to make a trade, make a trade. Don't just go out and get a, a, a guy who, oh man, we're going to plug him in. No, don't bother me with that. Make a, make a move that's going to feel like at least a splash. And, and, if, that, and if that's Claude Giroux, and if it's a, or some type of impact center, you know, they, they've been scouting San Jose. I mean, my God, if they, if they landed Thomas Hurdle somehow and he even bolts in UFA free agency, that's fine. Like that, that I, I just want, I want to see the shot being taken here because if, if you get into a playoff series against Calgary or against Colorado, I, I really now think you don't stand a chance in hell. Like St. Louis scares me because, because you don't match up well, but I still think at the end of the day, you can figure out a way past them. I don't. Yeah, I don't kick, see a. I don't see a path. Kick your ass too. That's though. fine. But like, but I. I don't see a path to beating Calgary or Colorado in a playoff series right now. I don't see any path. I see a path them beating St. Louis. It'd be hard, but I see that path. I don't see a tunnel, a light at the end of the tunnel. If you played Calgary or Colorado, the incredible thing right now, after watching these past two games, is this. I think you actually, and I don't think that you would beat this team in a seven game series. I think you actually match up better against the Abs. Than the Flames. I actually agree with you. Yes, and I and I think the Flames would give the Abs fits because they would kick McKinnon's ass from here to Sunday. Um, now, what concerned me in these last two games was this one too, and I am not advocating brawling. Okay, but what the Flames did to Kaprizov, you can't allow that to happen. There has to be an answer for it. I mean, the the hit that he took in the third period from behind last night that sort of jammed his neck, that crap can't happen. Like, that is a – if you are going to allow Kaprizov – and he's a tough kid, and he and and he is not a prima donna type who has to be defended at every turn. 
but he's your star player. And you can't just let him be be hit. And I don't know how you go about making sure that does not take place because you obviously don't don't want his wing not to be Zuccarello. But there has to be, in a playoff series, pushback there. You can't allow Kirill Kaprizov to get his ass kicked and be like, well, he got his ass kicked. Uh, the Golden Knights did that. And, and that was Kaprizov's first endeavor into the playoffs. And I thought that the Wild learned a lot in that series that they could then translate uh, potentially to this season and especially the playoffs this year. But if you let the same things take place, it's not excusable now. So my thought is this. I don't need to see you brawl, but I need to see you defend him and and Fiala. And the guys who are going to score goals, the starting point is they need to feel like they have the room. And Calgary does a marvelous job just with a a standard physicality, right, of taking away time and space. But I'm talking about Kirill Kaprizov, if the goal is we are going to abuse him, you have to say, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. And there was nothing in these two games uh, on Saturday and then again on Tuesday at the X that said the Wild has a coherent plan to step up. I, I want to talk about Dean, too. So let me run this by you. Because I don't – I saw it last night. It bothers me, and Dean's done a great job. I will go back to that. I think he's done a really good job. That being said, the Calgary Flames, Declan, had a Daryl Sutter. It's not sexy, but it's but it's impressive had a Daryl Sutter plan for how they play. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. and it's comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no luck to it. Like, they know they, they have players who can play pretty, but they're not encouraged to. They play a heavy game, a hard game, but, like, their transitional game is really impressive. So it's not like, uh, I'm standing here, pass me the puck. Now I'm st- – it's a, it's, it's a well-oiled machine as far as I'm concerned. Got to be honest. I'm not sure that when the Wild plays a team like that, that they have a plan to counter it. And that bothers me. Mm-hmm. In a, a playoff series, we are going to find out a ton about Dean. Because if you go into a playoff best of seven against Calgary Ducks, and you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're going to come out and play wild hockey. You're going to get your butt kicked. You've, I really thought, from the press box, what we saw last night was one team that had a fundamental plan and one team that was like, oh, my God, we got to create some chances. Yeah. And, and so when when Dean said our scoring sucked, like our like we couldn't score goals. I got bad news for you, Dean. And I, I think that that he would accept this and own up to it. That's partially on you as well. Like, I, I need to see more from an actual game plan against the Calgary than what we've seen. Because playoff hockey, you need a plan. You can't just go play your game and, and say, that's our game. Especially if you're a team like the Wild, you need to go into that game like a football team, knowing what you're going to do against individual players and to also create offense for your team. It's that old hockey cliche that it felt like the Wild were chasing the game yesterday, right? Like they were there chasing it. Um, the, yeah. the Flames have a plan, and and the Wild were completely out of whack. 
Um, just did not look like the team they've been over the last uh, two weeks. It looks like they haven't been that same team that they were in the, in the first 10, 15 games. That, that's to me where if, if they want to get Giroux and they want to get Hurdle, it, it should obviously, naturally, by default, awaken your offense. But I also believe goaltending can steal you things in hockey. And that's where, at the end of the day, if, if Dean can push buttons, Dean can match up, Dean can make line combinations, and in the words of Lou Nanny, players play, coaches coach, managers manage. But goaltending can kind of save you. It, it, can, it can be your bailout. It's your get-out-of-jail-free card when you don't play a pristine game. And that, that's to me why I think if, if you only give me one move, if I was Bill Guerin, I think I make the goaltending move because the goaltending can bail you out of those situations. I, can, it, can it carry you for the four rounds? Maybe not. But goaltending can eventually save you on a bad night. And you need that at least in a few games of the playoffs where your offense sputters and isn't playing well. Can your goaltending steal you at least one or two games? And that, that's where I try to make that impact move. You also need, though, a plan. Like, the Wilds literally going into games now like they're playing in October. That bothers me. I get it, man. Like, we saw a team last night with a plan. And we saw a team saying, "Ah, hey, this is what we do. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is, if the Wild goes into the playoffs basically trying to dictate things like they think they should be in, instead of adjustments. That is the sin that the Wild made in their playoff loss to the Blues. Because Mike Yo knew exactly what the kryptonite of his former team was, right? Yeah. And he put together a plan. And what does that entail? It entails a lot of the same things Calgary did. Goaltending's huge. I get that. But let's go beyond that, all right? It's time and space is gone. Physicality, stick work. Think, think about the amount of pucks that the Wild got last night in the slot and then they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Or that there was no space to shoot. Like, that's all a plan. That has nothing to do with luck or bad luck. That has to do with your opponent being prepared for what you think you can do. I'll tell you right now, the greatest plan in the history of this franchise, I think, first round, 3 abs because because tony granado then the abs coach had no clue what he was doing yeah and jacques lemaire beat and i mean make no mistake jacques lemaire won that series yeah yeah. jacques lemaire jacques lemaire said you've got no clue and i got players that can't match your players but you know what i can do i can have and unveil a game plan that's going to frustrate you slow you down and and drive a guy like Forsberg and Sackick up the wall. And that's what I'm talking about. That's how you win in the playoffs. In the 80s, Bob Johnson and the Calgary Flames shocked the Oilers. And it never came out, I don't think, Dex. But Bob Johnson said, I had an eight-point plan to beat Gretzky and that team. Yeah. Eight points. Eight points highlighted that we executed them. And we won. So if you want to, if you want to say, well, the Wild got no chance because of talent or blah blah blah, that's right. But what gives you a chance is a game plan, and and it has to be great. But that's what the great coaches do. 
Yeah. And so we are this spring, we are going to find out is Dean a good coach or is he maturing into a great coach? And if he is, that's how you shock a team in a long series. You know, uh, unfortunately, I, I love this guy, but th- this is where he gets, he got burned a lot is Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux, when faced with yes. adversity and faced with getting off your game plan, did not know what to do. Yep. There's evidence all over the place from Anaheim yep. to Washington to Minnesota. That when, when he, when you threw him off, he did not know what to do. And I think Bruce Boudreaux is a hell of a coach. Statistically, he is legitimately one of the best coaches of all time in terms of regular season winning percentage. And we loved him. Love He's him. great. Great quote. Great yeah. guy. Great hockey guy. No question. You are right. Though. And and Dino, and you know what? I'll say this. Dino has, has exceeded our expectations of him being a, a competent and above average head coach. Right. So kudos to Dean there. Right. Um, but what is he going to do? What you going to do, brother? Like, like in the words of Hulkamania here, what you going to do when the Colorado Avalanche run wild on you? You know, what, 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 is, what is the game plan going to be? Can you adapt to that? And, yes. and that's where we're going to see the true colors of Dean Evison as, as a head coach yes. in the NHL. And the goal, I think, very simple. If you come out with a game plan that to throw off a team like the Avs, Declan, the hockey might suck. Too bad, folks. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead with that. Too bad. I don't care. The neutral that. zone, <laughs> no room to move. Right. Um, and that's why that – so, last point. That's why – Dino was frustrated by the officiating last night because if the expectation is, oh my God, there's no room and you're holding and it's subtle, right? It's a whole little holding. Um, you're getting in guys way. The officials will stop calling things. And that's what they did last night. Like how are you can't call everything Calgary is doing. You can't. And, and, Calgary works so damn hard that they start to get the benefit of the doubt, right? That has to be you. It's the that only has to be you. Ho- playoff hockey is the only sport where I think literally the game truly changes. The, the game, how it's played, is changed. You know, in in in, in football, and how it's called in basketball and in baseball. Yeah, to a degree, sure, strategy and and things change, but also individual performers rise up and rise and and fall and whatnot. Playoff hockey, everything is completely different. It's, it, yep. it's why people love it so much, right? Like, if you're a casual fan, you Phil Mackey probably won't tune into a lot of regular season hockey games. It'll turn on an NHL playoff game. Whisper loves. Loves him some playoff hockey, season. right? So, so, so the game changes. Can you adapt to that? Can you adapt to it? Exactly right. All right. Uh, I believe it's time for, hold on a second. I hear something. I was write that down. Write that down. It's time for write that down. And Phil will join us with his predictions. And let me just say. You want to see Phil's predictions. Hey, Judd's Hockey Show listeners. This is the hockey whisperer himself, Phil Mackey. And I want to talk real quick about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, here to help take your business to another level through risk management. Uh, they are basically like a, like a checking line to protect your top-line players from risks and things on the horizon. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information and if you want to find out more information about the great people that have been around for a long time helping businesses. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. 
And that's right, it's right that downtime. A familiar face, absent Mackey off, but we do have predictions from him, so it's going to be Bill involved, but not on the show right now. Judd, Declan, and guest predictor Logan, who will show up on the screen wearing a wild jersey, but don't be fooled, folks. He's from <laughs> Dallas. He stole my hockey team, so I am bitter about that. Uh, but as Phil likes to say, we always get challenged with you guys are so wrong about Kirk Cousins. What do you guys know about anything that's going to happen? You are you are taking crazy or Kevin O'Connell's words and twisting them, and you're wrong. Why don't you just admit you're wrong? And like Phil says, every Wednesday we sort of just do. We just fess we up. We yeah. fess up to, to the f- fact that we are human, to the fact that we are fallible, to the fact that we not only are willing to be wrong, but we then bring it back and embrace it. And uh, so it is. Write that down traditional style. Mackie and Judd, as you can see right there, the rules of write that down. Three predictions from everybody each week must be quantifiable. Why do we have that qualifier? Because Phil once predicted early in this process, early on in the write that down days, that Carl Anthony Towns would be the man, to which the rest of us mocked him and said, dude, what are you talking about? That means nothing. And so that became must be quantifiable. Uh, Obviously, in this one, we keep track of uh, both the Batting averages and home runs on the Purple Daily. Write that down. Those things become completion percentage and touchdowns. And then, of course, Declan, for listeners to participate, how can they do so? Yeah, just uh, shoot me some feedback on the Score North app. Um, You can shoot me there to get on a show. I think we're booked through the month of March and in part of April, but we have some openings, I think, in mid-April. So if you'd like to come on, please, uh, yeah, shoot me me a note. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, uh, demand, demand is right. high. All right, Declan, let's get to the uh, the predictions that we're going to go through, some of which are right, some of which are wrong. And then ultimately, before we, we bring Logan into the show, we will get to the current standing. So why don't you put those up and take us through what they look like right now? All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's run through this, Judley. What do we got here? Let's start with you. Rough uh, week. Yep. Rough yeah. week for Judd. Oh, for two. Oh, for two week. That's it's an over. It's early. You said Cam Talbot will start one of the next two games. It didn't start till the Toronto, third one. Calgary. Yep. Yeah, that's, I uh, countered yours, which which means that's a win for you. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that one in a minute. You also said the mm. Gopher men's basketball team will win two or fewer Big mm. Ten games. Mm. What'd they All win? Right. Uh, more than two. I, th- I, th- I think three. You know me being the big Gopher holder that win? I am. Three or four. You know Must what? Have. I'm glad. I'm glad. God bless them. I'm glad. You see what? At times, I'm not only wrong, I'm glad to be wrong. This is one case. All right, that's me. Let's go on to uh, Phil Mackey. All right. What is uh, old Mackadag? Oh, nice little week for Phil here. Nice little week. He said the Wolves will win at least one of their two games between Memphis and Philly. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Phil. One for yeah. one. Yeah. Not a bad week. Not a bad week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> listeners, Arjun. Nice. From Australia, down under, said... Kirk Cousins will not speak publicly for the first 14 days after the official hiring of Kevin O'Connell. That's a little hit for uh, for Arjun there. Not bad, not bad. The listeners getting on the board. Nothing wrong with that. So Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins talked at the Pro Bowl, but that was before O'Connell was hired. So yeah, Correct. that's that's nice. And in, in fact, we I don't believe we have yet heard publicly from the quarterback on O'Connell's hiring specifically, unless. Mm-mm. I missed it completely. Yeah. He, he I haven't heard him at the all. Pro Bowl. He went yeah. to the Pro Bowl. He talked briefly there. More so about Kirk stuff, I think, 
and Viking stuff. And I don't believe that I have seen any on the record Cousins quotes about O'Connell in particular. So, Arjun, nice job. All right, Declan Goff. I, I know you got at least one right because I countered your Cam Talbot prediction last week and you were right. Ooh, a little home run for nice. me here. Beautiful. I uh, predicted Capo Cockton will start the next two games for the Wild versus Toronto and Calgary. And due to the specific nature, it's not a, it's not a tape measure shot, but it clears the Mauer pots. Uh, it was no, it specific doesn't. enough. It's, it, it's in the Mauer pots. It doesn't yeah. clear them. It, oh, yeah, it, it gets you, to the Mauer pots. Barely, You're correct. Phrasing. Over the Just fence. like write that down. It Phrasing. gets over the fence. Phrasing. You know what? Hey, that's a dinger. That's a dinger. It was specific enough. Capo started both those games. That's the home run. I also said... That Talbot and Kakanen at the beginning of February will start at least four games mm-hmm. in the month of February. Another dinger. Ah, yeah. uh, but it's not all good. Said the slumping Ryan Hartman, who Judd and I watched last night. I mean, he's we'll already been slumping. Yeah. That might have been one of his worst games of the season. You probably you'll hear that on, on the early yeah. part of Mackey and Judd today. But uh no. oof. It's oof. not and good. I, and I also said the Wolves win at least five games in the month of February. They have eight remaining as of this prediction. I must have uh, just missed that one by a little bit. I'm not sure by how much, but I missed it. Mm. Yeah, because mm. they won in. They they beat uh, they beat Cleveland two days ago, but that was March first, right? Yeah, and then I don't March, know. So don't you rem- got you got screwed by the month thing. The short yeah, month I, screwed you. Yeah, I, I don't remember the timing, but I, I just missed it. So here's I know the statistics. This. I know here's this. the statistics. Right, the executive Goff. producer on yep. top, four thirty eight average, a couple bombs. Judd Zolgad behind me at 353 with a couple bombs. Bill McAdak above 300, 308 with a, with a bomb. Listeners finally on the board. Judd, I think I don't think they were on the board until Arjun might have hit something there. So yes, they're, they're at nice 111, yeah. and they're looking uh, for their first bomb. But they're on the board now. Career stats as of 2018, 206 hits for Judd Zolgad, 17 home runs. Mackey with 170, 16 bombs. Listeners still leading. The all-time home run race with 19. And I just hit the 10 home run threshold. And a little humble brag here. My hits to home run ratio, the best of the four. So uh, just look out. Oh, you can suddenly out. do math now? Yeah, I can suddenly do math. A guy who can't do math to save his life now can do math. can't do math. On, uh, that's fantastic. Can't spell. That's fantastic. Can't read. You know, doing, doing uh, hey, I'm we so all good. Got our, we all got our, we all got our life, problems, my man. Right? We've, we've all got our problems. I'm not oh, going to pile boy. on for that. I'm just okay. saying that's very good. Not bad. All right. So with with that. With that, we, we will now bring our guy, Logan, into the Write That Down discussion. And Logan, what's up, man? So so Arjun just got what we believe was the first hit by a listener this season. Are you going to continue the trend of trying to swing for the fences, or are you going to come in and just try and basically go the opposite way, get some hits, and get that listener batting average up? Yeah, I got to get some singles here. I got to get a hit at least. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no going for the fences today. All right. So here's what we're going to uh, to do since Phil sent in his predictions. He's not here to actually participate. We will start with you. We'll go to me as we ordinarily do. Then we'll go Declan. Then we'll play Phil's prediction and go back to you. So the floor is yours. Logan, your first write that down prediction for this week. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. So I believe the Wild have four games in this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my first prediction is they will win at least two of those games. Okay. Okay. So they play. So, so are are you saying with the start of next week or including this week? So because, this week between this week and next week, write that down. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 
Back-to-back games against the Flyers and the Sabres, I believe, on Thursday and Friday, correct? Yes, and then they got the Stars and the Rangers, I believe. All right. All right. Yeah, the uh, I would say this. Um, it would be nice of them to break out of this funk with a couple of wins against what are not very good Flyers and <laughs> Buffalo teams. So I think you're on to something there. Yeah. yeah. The last few games haven't been so great. No, <laughs> no. not, man. Write this down. Calgary's tough. All right. I'm going to stay on the wild theme. Write this down. The the wild will win at least eight of their 12 home games in the month of March. So I think they're going to go on a run here. I think they're going to bounce back. Calgary's exceptionally good. um, But I don't think that, that their recent dry spell is going to wipe them out. So with, with the way that this team ordinarily plays at the X, the Wild will win eight, Declan, of their 12 okay. home games in the month of March. Yes, that's right. I'm being very optimistic. On to I you, Declan. You like I think that's specific down. enough. That might be a bomb. I mean, eight of 12, that's, and that's, that's a, a lot. good amount. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot. Yeah, that's a, that, that's, just put the question there. Just put the okay. question there. Just try and urge Phil <laughs> that that is a potential home run. All right, I like Judd's Hockey Show with the additional Logan here, so I'm, I'm going to stay on the same thing. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to say that the Wild will make a trade between now and next week's. Write that down. Ooh. I think Bill Guerin's seen enough here. I think he's seen enough. Specifics, Declan Goff? I, I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't. I think he aims goalie. Woo! Dino defended Cam Talbot yesterday in the postgame presser. I didn't, I didn't think he played uh, too hot yesterday. I'm going to say between now and next week's, write that down. The Minnesota Wild will make a trade. Write this down. All right. Write it down. All right. Let's play our first, um, uh, I guess, guest guest prediction from our guy, <laughs> Makadak, who is out this week. All right. Prediction number one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Old Makadak tied one on last night here in uh, New York City at the Barrett Sports Media Summit. So bear with him for a second. Got to my hotel room last night just in time for the Rob Manford press conference where he was laughing and cackling. Made me sick to my stomach to watch this guy continue to tear down baseball. Uh, So, I mean, this is probably a layup or a bunt single, but write this down. There will be no Major League Baseball games in the month of April. I know they canceled the first couple series, but there will be no Major League Baseball games in the month of April. Screw Rob Manford. Probably a safe bet there from Macadac, who I sounds thought, a little hoarse. Yeah, I was going to say, he sounded sick. I, I thought he was going to say, w- when he started that sentence, that there will be no no games in the 2022 so season. And then he's like, yeah. April. That is April. the biggest, that's the biggest bunt ever. Yeah. Of course there won't be games in April. They don't even care about April in Write baseball anymore. All right. Back to you, uh, Um. Logan. What's your, yep, Logan. Yeah, there you go. What's your second Classic prediction? Judd Zolgad. Logan. Okay. Um, I had to look at my notes. So I, got, I, got a, I got a Dallas Mavericks prediction here. All right. Okay. So um, the Dallas Mavericks have not been out of the first round since they won the title in 2011. I am going to write this down. The Mavericks will make it out of the first round in the playoffs this year. All right. All right. I got a Where question. This, yeah. Yeah, go how, on, how did Luca in season lose so much weight? I have no idea. He he was chubby to start the season. I saw that. And he, he was got, really chubby. He got roasted too, and then he, I guess he used it as fire too. But I mean, he's, he's been gotten, playing really well lately. 
and and I wouldn't call him like super trim now, but he no. definitely lost weight. Oh yeah, and oh, he's yeah. great. God, he's he's such a fun player to watch. Logan, are are you a are you a Mavs and Wolves fan, or, or mostly a, a Mavs I'm fan? Mostly, what, what, mostly Mavs, like yeah. Okay. So I'm okay. like yeah, I'm 32 years old, and that's the only title that I know. So, <laughs> so so you're you're what? Wild fan, Vikings wild, fan, or or Cowboys? No, Wild Vikings, and then the Rangers and the Mavericks. Oh wow! Okay, Rangers. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, Judley. Yes, I'm going to stay on the hockey theme and just write it down. You like writing things down. College. Oh, the the Gopher men's hockey team will advance to the Frozen Four this season. Ooh, the Gopher men's hockey Ooh. team will advance to the Frozen Four, and and amazingly, what one of the biggest breaks that Bob Motzko and this team got was when LaFontaine was signed by Carolina. <laughs> And their goaltending is actually improved. I thought yeah, that was going to decimate them. I thought it was going to kill them. It's actually yeah. helped them. So anyway, yes, final four appearance, or I, I should say, I'm sorry, a frozen four appearance for the Gophers. Write this down. Next. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, second prediction for me, I'm going to make a basketball one, a similar one I made for the Wolves last month. We'll see if this one hits. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wolves play 14 games the rest of the month as of the recording of this Write That Down episode on March 2nd. I will say the Wolves, and they got some tough opponents coming up here, but I will say the Wolves, write this down, will win at least seven more games in the month of March. They play You're going 14 back to the more. Well. Yep, I'm going to say they'll go at least 500, so they'll, they'll at least win seven more games. Big win over the Warriors last night. Yep. Seven wins for the Wolves between now and the end of the March. Write, write that down. down. You like writing things down. All right. See what happens. All right, let's go back to to a guy who had far too many cocktails last night, Phil Mackey. Okay, prediction number two here. You know, the Minnesota Twins, who have sort of, I guess, snuck their way under the criticism radar just because of how interesting the Vikings have been, uh, how high-profile the Wild and Twins have been. I mean, no one is talking about the Twins for, I think, you know, obvious reasons. Sorry, Twins, the lockout cannot help you hide from your mediocre future. I don't know how long the 2022 season will be. I don't know if it's going to be 150 games, if it's going to be 23 games. But write this down. The 2022 Minnesota Twins will finish below 500. And I think if that happens, we may have to start uh, be questioning the people that are running that front office. If that shouldn't already be happening. But, you know, the poll ads, you know, they really care. It take forever to make any decisions, so they will finish below five hundred. Write this down. Can I? Can I say? Uh, can all I right. say? He's gonna. Yeah, yeah. For someone who despises baseball and the Twins right now, for Macadac to make two baseball predictions out of the gate, I'm a little confused. Here's the problem, though. Do you remember how excited that that guy was when Falvey, Levine, mm-hmm. and ultimately Baldelli? came in this is why i keep saying on quasi on quasi and on o'connell we gotta wait we gotta wait mackadak the day that those guys were hired said they, they're saying all the right things this is gonna and you know what he was briefly i think probably proven correct right but time has told a different story this is why sports dad urges patience we have to wait and see so so and and poor phil phil sounds like crap anyway logan <laughs> Back to you. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I kind of where I'm at with the Vikings too, just waiting on them. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly yeah. right. I agree. All right, so this one is kind of a um, this one's like into the future. It's gonna this one's gonna be on the board for a while. All right. Okay. Um. So during the next three years, the main Parisian suitor buyout years, the Minnesota Wild will make a Stanley Cup final. Okay. Oh wow! I hope that it comes a... to fruition in a few months, but uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think they need to address the goaltending. This is my number. I think the number one thing for them right now. Yeah, goaltending concerns me. Um, yeah, and Hart- Hartman is not. Yeah, Hartman's Hartman playing poorly. Back and, to earth. <laughs> and look, you know what? Calgary basically put on a display of Calgary has guys, especially defensemen, who can kick your butt, and the Wild can't. Like they are small. They they're, they're just not yeah. big. So like there are. My concern has be- become this: Are there are there too many? glaring holes to fill for a playoff run like there's a lot of different things there and and when this team's playing well they're good but like calgary and and florida those teams will kick your ass and the wild doesn't really have the the pushback to kick ass back so concerns me a little bit yeah i mean even i know declan's little work i mean with the blues we played them in the first round we haven't figured out the blues in two years and yeah that 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 one, that matchup really worries me if we make them, if we have to play them in the playoff. And they're a playoff team too. Yeah. Again, because they're big, heavy, and will kick your butt. And it feels like, it feels like the Wild of late at least doesn't have the pushback that they did. Or it, it might just be that the games are changing now and have taken on more of a playoff tone. So, very true. All right. All right my final right. Hold that, Logan, uh, do you want you want to give a shout out here before uh, before before we wrap up as uh, as you make your write oh, that yeah, down yeah. debut? For sure, um, I would like to thank JHS because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have found uh, Purple Daily and uh, um, Mackie and Judd. So, and then um, TNT Sports page down here in Dallas, they've been they're uh, they're a Vikings bar, been down here, been doing their thing for twenty five years. Nice. So. Every Sunday or whenever I'm not working on Sundays, I'm there, you know, having a good time, you know, all the glory and all the you know, not good. Yeah, I was going to say and yeah. frustration, all and the frustration and, and yeah, all the pain. One yeah. day, one day, my man, it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't know when and I might be dead, but but you youngsters will be there to carry on and to celebrate the the first Lombardi trophy to actually be encased in this town yeah, so yeah thank that'd you sir that'd be so that'd be a great great day <laughs> appreciate it awesome, thank you awesome guys. stuff logan thank you Good dude bye bye i was going to allow him to stay on down. like phil kicks these guys off right away I, I was gonna say you can hear the rest of our predictions see i was trying to be nice viewer friendly all right my last prediction for Russia? this week uh <laughs> the vikings will <laughs> the vikings will have restructured or renegotiated so th- there is a difference there the Vikings will have restructured or renegotiated at least three current players' contracts by March 16th, which just for a reference point is the beginning of the league year, okay? So the Vikings will have restructured or renegotiated at least three current players' contracts on their roster by March 16th. Okay. So, okay. so like, that's going to be... um. Daniel Hunter, mm-hmm. 
uh, Eric Kendricks. I think at least three. I, I think there's enough guys who are going to stay who are going to to have to agree to uh, reworked contracts, which could include Adam Thielen. So, yeah, throwing it out That's there. That's true. All Those right. are my okay. my predictions. Declan, back to you before we before we get our final one from the write it down, very write hungover down. Phil Mackey. Oh, that's excellent. I, love I got that. a I got a bunch of predictions. So, I, uh, the, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, I think he might have smoked last night. I, I'm going to go. Sounds like it. It sounds like he did. He had a couple. He of might years. have. He might have. Let me tell oh. you. Something. Oh God. There's right. no that voice means you feel like crap. Oh yeah. I know that voice. I've been there numerous times. Uh, little yeah. little AEW prediction. Judd yeah, loves you, wrestling. You little, promise little. us not. You know what, Dex? Yeah. I pass no judgment just okay. because I don't. I want to be clear here. I am not like Mr. Wrestling Fan Killjoy. Yeah. So I'm all for this. Bring it on. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about, but bring it Write on. Write this down. All right. A little parlay. It's a AEW Revolution this weekend, Judd. It's, it's, uh, it's one of their pay-per-views. So AEW only does pay-per-views like spontaneously. They don't do them as, as frequent. As WWE, just because they don't have like as, as much resources, sure. But they they have a pay per view this weekend on Sunday, uh, which I'm sure old Macadac and myself will potentially be tuning into to watch. Okay, uh, but but write this down. So Adam Hangman Page, the anxious millennial cowboy, as he is self proclaimed, uh, yep. is defending his world championship, and my gal Britt Baker is defending uh, the AW Women's Championship. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to combine these two together, a little parlay. So write this down. Adam Page and Britt Baker will retain their respective titles at AEW Revolution write it down. You this like weekend. Writing things down. And is that expected and not you know, exciting? Is that not expected? I think, I think Hangman should. Uh, they, they've been pushing Hangman a lot. They do have Adam Cole, who, who's coming up through the ranks. He used to be a former NXT champion in WWE. But I think, I think Hangman for sure gets the win. I actually think Britt Baker might drop it. She's been to champ for almost a year, and okay. she actually she she picked up the belt off of Thunder Rosa, who she's challenging again for the first time since she got that title. Okay. So I actually I think Britt is more susceptible to potentially losing the DMD, uh, but I think Paige and Baker at the end of the day retain their respective titles at AEW Revolution. I got a question that's probably going to shock you, but okay. I'm curious about this. What's the incentive, and why is Vince McMahon going on McAfee show? Uh, because so number one, McAfee works for WWE, so McAfee okay. does okay. commentary uh, for SmackDown on Friday nights. Okay. And the rumor is that McAfee's gonna face McMahon in a match at WrestleMania this year. I remember you guys talked about that. So, uh, yes, yeah, so Wouldn't Ma- Vince uh, get hurt at his age. I don't know. Uh, like, I'll say I- this about Vince. Yeah, I'll say this about Vince in terms of uh, his performance. He will do anything for the fans. He he will he will put his body on the line for the fans. The McMahons will always do that. Shane McMahon jumped off like a fifty foot hell in the cell three years ago. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep, that's ridiculous. So so they'll they'll do whatever for for the pop. But yes, he is way too old to potentially be taking bumps like that. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now we'll now why happens. why is is Pat a fan of a wrestling association that's been um, successful but is sort of not dying, but I mean, you, you and Phil are clearly not into it now. Like, is that a good career move for McAfee wrestling wise, or is he just paid so damn much? He doesn't care. I, I think he probably just likes WWE. He grew up a huge wrestling fan. Um, sure. and he's probably just more obliged to WWE and I'm sure it's a great opportunity for him, but, um, but right. yeah, that, that's a great question to hitch his wagon there. Yeah. I'm not sure. I All like right. That. And, 
And now let's go to the East Coast, New York City in particular, where Phil Mackey might be lying down as he makes these predictions. All right. Well, old Mackadak may pump the drinks on the alcoholic beverages tonight. He will not pump the brakes on the Timberwolves Kool-Aid. Write this down. That two-game win streak will be a seven-game win streak. The Timberwolves will win their next five games at least in a row. Write it down. All right. Oh who's, I think he's still who's drunk. On, who's on? Oh, you think? You think he is still drunk. There's no question in my mind he is still drunk. And I think he's lying down. I think he's lying down. And my guess is that 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 he he will miss at least the first part of the symposium today because he's so uh, shy. Uh, so they've got Oklahoma City coming up. That should be a I win. Believe. Uh, they've got Portland coming up back-to-back. So that gets us to that, that should, five games? should be wins. That gets yeah, us to tough, five. Yeah. And then the next yeah. two I'm not positive about. Yeah. Oh, I Portland's think, yeah, not, I think, yeah, Portland's dead basically. Um, yeah. okay, see, yeah, but here's the weird thing the the Wolves get these impressive wins at times, Dex, and then they're very capable of how can I put this nicely? Um, losing to teams they shouldn't lose to, yeah, so I, I don't know. There, there's one on there that 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 they'll potentially blow. Yeah, I, I think time, I think Times Square, um, old Macadac might have uh, gotten the best of them there. That's uh, that's uh, you know that's, that's supposed to be a bu- that's supposed to be sort of a business trip. I gotta admit, as as yeah. sports dad, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in Macadac's um, 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 partying ways out there. I yeah, mean, I, I you know Dan Seaman, our our, our loyal liege. Uh, I I just uh, did oh. a presentation for for high school kids for him on, on his behalf about yeah, a, another... before this morning. Uh, and I, I'm not I'm not at Times Square getting hammered. Imagine you know, Declan Goff. Imagine Declan Goff educating the your, youth, teaching your child. <laughs> if that's not scary. So Friday at OKC. Saturday Monday home games against Portland. Wednesday home game against OKC. Friday. The 11th at Orlando, so that is that is two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's not even that great a prediction. I mean, it's five consecutive games. It's yeah, uh, but I mean, I'm not. It's, it's a not home a home. Run. No, it is. That's a home. I, run. I don't want to. No, no. You know that, what? That's no, five consecutive. Bleep games. him. He ain't getting. No, 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 no. That, I'm that, not giving a him a home game. Run. No, okay. no, no, no. All right, no. and they'll drop one anyway, so it, it won't matter. I'll, I'll, the man's lying down as he makes his predictions. Uh, all right, write that yeah. down. This is great stuff. Fantastic. We'll see you later.